the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. Welcome back. I'm Dottie Herman, and you're listening to the most listened to show on talk radio that's all about real estate and every aspect of real estate, from legal, financial, dividing a house and a divorce, and how to deal with annoying neighbors, and many more. We welcome your questions and phone calls, and I've got a panel of experts with me always to answer them. My co-host, real estate attorney Jerry Feeney, is with us, and he is so handsome. So handsome. He's a maestro. Okay. (laughs) He is it. This is a quintessential fake news you're listening to. And we were just talking amongst ourselves before we aired the show about having and dedicating something to him in one of the famous buildings that we know of. Yes. No, because all the celebrities have, you know, rooms in the hospitals out in the Hamptons. And I, I want a little something. So Dottie came up with an idea. Yes, I'm going to do – Ace is going to help me. We're, you, you, we're going to surprise you with yes. where it will be. It'll be quite Promise. a surprise. <laughs> and then okay. I have the maestro good-looking, maestro king of mortgages, Ace, what is the super, <laughs> who is vice president one, yeah. of Citizens yeah. Bank, and he is a big vice president. So please <laughs> give us a ring at 866-970-9622. We'd like to thank Citizens Bank for their support of Ion Real Estate. Citizens is quite, it's really so remarkable. They've just opened an online banking division. That means you never have to leave your house, okay? Some of us don't want to. And now they've introduced another great program for home equity loans for a limited time online. Now, this is a great program for home equity loans online. Ace, you want to tell us about it? Yeah, so for a limited time only, Dottie, um, they, Citizens Bank, we are offering a quarter percent off of your interest rate for a person applying online. And then we also offer another additional quarter percent discount off of your rate if you set up an automatic um, monthly payment from a Citizens Bank checking account. So in total, wow. you can probably get a discount of about half of a point. Wow. So it's amazing. That's a big amount of money. And you don't even have to leave your house. That's the best part. So. Okay, so what do they have to do? Just go online, go, go to... Yeah, go online. Um, you um, just, citizens? Citizensbank.com. Um, okay, and let me just, I'm not saying, but, you know, I just want to always make sure I tell people okay, the right spelling. It's C-I-T-I-Z-E-N-S. Yep. And you go on like citizensbank.com. And then you and just... Is there any particular thing that they have to... 
type in? No, that basically they'll just type in um, what they're looking for. There's an apply now yep, button. There's, there's an apply now button. Um, you can just put in your information, and then a rep will, you know, contact you back, and um, you'll get started. There's no application fee. There's no closing costs, Great and um, a lot of people are are pulling out home equities for, you know, either paying down some of their debt on credit cards, home improvements. So there's a lot of different ways you can u- well, utilize Well, but while we're talking about that, and I don't usually talk about the finances in the little show, but we're talking about it. So, um, first of all, if for some reason, and I know some listeners, if you don't have an internet or you can't go online and you want to apply to it, call a friend. Yes. <laughs> okay, or tell a friend. Okay, and if you get desperate and you really want a home equity, uh, then, you know, or you can email us and we'll figure out how to do it because it has to be online. Now, do you have to apply before August 21st, or, or is there a date that you have to apply before? Um, you have to apply before August 21st, unfortunately, so you do have a little bit of time left. So you Okay, have- and when, and okay, so remember something. Online, you're going to save half of a, a half point. point, which Correct. is a lot of money. It sounds like a half a point. doesn't sound like much, but it's, it's a huge. lot. Oh, it's a lot. It's huge. You have to do this before April 21st, and online... August. And um, is there twenty five point twenty five percent discount off your interest rate? Yes, it's half a point off your interest rate. So okay, it's great. And now, just give a, give our listeners an example of what that could mean to somebody who had. In other words, you know, how does that equate to somebody who had a a, a hundred thousand dollar line of equity? Um. So, okay, let's let's take um. Let's just take four and a half percent, right? So, if you had four and a half percent on a hundred thousand, and now Dottie's making me do math right off the cuff here, so because I know he can, or <laughs> I wouldn't do it. So your payment would be around three hundred seventy-five thousand, right? And then if you take, let's say, a four percent rate, then you would really look at a payment of around three hundred thirty-three dollars, right? So you're really saving on a half of half a percent on a hundred thousand dollar loan. Right around forty-two dollars, so fifty dollars around forty dollars a month. So then, a month, yeah. And if you multiply it by a year, you're saving around five hundred dollars. So that's on a hundred thousand dollars worth of a line. So it's like two lattes a month. Yeah, and it adds up. Yes, Mm -hmm. it does. And remember, you get an additional quarter percent discount if if your rate if you set up automatic monthly payments from Citizens Bank checking account. Set up at the time of your, you know, you have to set that up at the same time. That's on a half a point discount. Think of the savings over 10 years. Yes, it's a lot. Okay, no application, so you don't have to pay anything. As as they said, no closing costs. So go to citizensbank.com and click Apply Now button. And if you have any questions about it, you can always call 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-9622 and ask for ACE. Later on the show, we're going to be joined by one of our favorite guests, Iona Harrison, who was a successful, she's so successful as the chair of the National Association of Realtors Federal Taxation Committee. I know taxes sound boring, don't they? Uh, But this won't be. Iona knows more about the government rules, regulations, and taxes more than anyone I know, so listen in at 11 where she joins us and gives us, and you can give us a call and ask her any questions. We'll probably talk a little about flood insurance because that's getting tricky these days. 
We'd like to remind you there's many ways you can reach us. You can call us at 866-970-9622. You can email us at radioshow at element.com. Or you can visit Facebook and Twitter accounts and leave questions on Dottie Herman, leave questions or comments there. And, of course, there's the Eye on Real Estate app, which if you have an iPhone, you can get free at the App Store and listen to any or part of all of the sessions that we've uh, broadcasted. And you can download, listen to them, and you can do that anytime you want. And if you're like me, you're in, you're like an insomnia. And so, really, well, if you're like me, I'd be listening to it at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I just came back from Chicago. I was uh, speaking and uh, at, the, at, at the National Association for women business owners and uh, also f- for women and inclusion and making sure that minorities and and people that normally have are, are sometimes don't have the same opportunity mm-hmm. and uh, my topic was building a business okay so how did your speech go was it well, well received here's what happened <laughs> oh no <laughs> should i not have asked this question okay Um, When I got there, I went to Chicago, and I got there like maybe, I don't know, I want to say 7 or 8. I was speaking at 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning. I was one of the, no, maybe 9.30. So I get up at 7 or 6 or 5. No, excuse me. I got up at 5 or 4. I blew out my Mm -hmm. hair, took a shower, did the thing, go downstairs. There's no, they go, where's the stuff for the teleprompter? Mm -hmm. Now, I had to speak for half an hour. Right. You don't memorize this. You yeah. need a teleprompter. Right? Oh, somebody forgot to send it. Oh, oops. Yeah. And we couldn't get them. So that's oh, not God. happening. Oh, so now I have, from the archaic days of the 19th, probably, I don't even know when, um, like 75, 60 pages of my own notes that scratch. Uh-huh. And that's all I have. Oh, my God. Okay, to make matters worse... I'm listening to the woman before me, and I'm going to have her on this show. Mm-hmm. She's talking about artificial intelligent, <laughs> intelligence and that she just did her 54th patent. Uh-huh. Okay, her 54. And the woman, I, I would guess, is about 42. She worked for IBM for 22 years. She's like a scientist. And she told me I was born in India. I got... I'm meeting her. There's no way because when I meet a smart person uh, and somebody who I was blown away by, there's no way I don't connect. Mm. So anyhow, I said to her, she said, well, you know, I grew up in India and my mother would say, you're a mathematician genius. You're a genius. And she said, when people have, she said, my mother would tell me when people have something that they're so good at and they're like genius in, they owe it to the world. Yes, you have a debt to the world. Yeah, that's, that's okay. A- that's what her mother told her, and right? she mm-hmm. never forgot that. And she still talks to her mother. But anyhow, she. So was, she's got all so this she, technology nailed down. Oh, right? she's wait, already. Jerry, so there I am with my fifty-four pages of the nineteen fifties paper. Okay, <laughs> and I'm going to talk about <laughs> the building a business and culture. <laughs> After this woman blows me away, she just did a, a patent for. Um, Listen to this. If you're, cl- unfortunately, if you have a, a diagnosis that's terminal, 
Mm-hmm. And you know that there's millions of treatments outside of the U.S. that are not approved here because it's much tougher to get things approved in the U.S. And then there's a lot of clinical trials that are not, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they're not approved here. So the you she takes the data, she develops it, she has patents, and she gathers it all, and the artificial intelligence pinpoints the two or three out of thousands, treatments that would be best to help you. Unbelievable. Wow. I wouldn't even they know where to start. Doing they that. don't yeah. have a perfected that, but my dad mm-hmm. had dementia. We're going to talk about that for a second later. But they have a program because these people cannot remember. So, you know, unless they're with a family member who knows all their history, the caretakers have right. no clue. So this has all their data. And Great idea. The care- so then Great they idea. show you, you know, uh, Everyone will have an assistant. Like, everybody will have, like, a little icon thing that's their assistant. Mm-hmm. And it calls up, and, it, for example, it would say, oh, I'm Donnie Herman's assistant, and I'm calling, and it dials the number, calls your hair place, to, um, like, make an appointment for a blow dry mm-hmm. uh, on Saturday between 10 and 12. This mm-hmm. way Jerry can do the show for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Anyhow, yeah. um, the person on the other line who's a real person says, well, we, we have something like, 10.30 and maybe one at 12.15. Mm-hmm. And the artificial intelligence, I don't know what you call it, says, well, let me think. <laughs> it's uh, okay, I guess that'll be okay. That'll be okay. And then they say, well, what does she need? And this thing goes, well, I think let's for now just leave it as a haircut and a blow dry. And it was amazing. They make dinner reservations. And could this have, woman uh, was telling could, us. Could it have sent that, over the speech to the uh, teleprompter? I'm getting one. That's why I'm meeting her. <laughs> okay. So anyhow, the woman was telling us with all the information that the human brain has at their fingertips. I mean, there's so much information out there that is impossible for us to have it all, to absorb yeah. it all. So this, the artificial intelligence can. Now, you know, I'm going to make them for Douglas Elman, these little robots. When you go to the open house, it'll look like your agent. Mm-hmm. And they'll walk through the house with you. And an ace will have one that looks like you. From more. And why, why did we pick ace? To have they'll one? be able, because, listen so to this, they'll be able to, I want to make them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try, look, I'm going to test them. But are you going to make them able, like real agents? They'll and... be able to, no, they'll, they'll be able to give you more information than anybody mm-hmm. could possibly give because the human brain can only know so much. Oh, and it's knowledge. all, if you program them. Okay, now, I'm just saying I was blown away. I'm going to meet this woman. I will have her on the show. Um, And when I talked about real estate, I said, I have so many ideas. And this woman is like 54 patents, and she's so humble. Uh, It was wonderful. So now I got up. So then I threw my speech out. Okay? I'm like, one of the things to be a good speaker is to know your audience and to know when you need to change what you were saying. I did talk about entrepreneurship, and I did talk about building a business, but I combined the artificial and the waves of Mm -hmm. today with the human aspect. And this woman was telling us, and she's a Ph.D., she said that she... um, She, you know, there's a lot of controversy over them taking over human jobs, you know, where people have jobs. And she said, number one, you can't stop progress. And number two, you always need a human element. But actually, 
like if you pick up a phone and let's say you have a business or something with a receptionist and answers, these computers could give you great customer service. You'll never mm-hmm. have a grumpy person answering the phone. You know what I'm saying? They'll. So it's just amazing what's going on. I was blown away. I did speak, and uh, my so my my it. my you thing was well received. You changed your speech on the fly, kind of. I did. Oh, but I talked about the same thing. I mean, I had a right. topic. It was how to build a business. But I kind of incorporated, um, you know, obviously, I think anyone who knows me knows I'm very hands-on, and I always believe in culture. I talked mm-hmm. a lot about culture in a business because uh, I think that's a word that many businesses don't really pay attention to enough. Mm-hmm. And I think a culture and, 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 and that team and what you put together and how it connects and that energy that they get from being on the same team. And it's like putting everyone's goals. Everyone has individual goals, but then you have one for the company. And, you know, we do a lot of social things. I did talk about that, but I tied it in to the wave of the future. And how in business, you know, when I was 20, I said, oh, I'm going to be so good at something in my life that I'll be able to sit back on a couch and just say, Money's rolling in. Here I am. I work so hard. It's all paying out. And that never does. I don't think that really happens. I think the moment that you take your eye off the ball and the moment, and it doesn't mean that you have to have a business to do this. The moment that you don't keep up with what's going on, you really fall behind. There's no such thing as staying the same. Yeah. And it's also these businesses that run themselves. You hear nothing runs itself. You know. Yeah. And you then I involved. was... Totally impressed about these people. There was a mortgage woman, okay, Ace. She had, I don't know, some kind of terminal, some kind of very bad cancer. She was in the business 22 years. And this is not in New York. This is some other state. I, don't, I just can't remember where. And she lost everything. She lost everything she had. She was sick. She couldn't go to work. She lost her job. She lost... And she had a group of loyal friends, some were from work, some were her personal friends, and they just stuck with her, got her through it. And she said, I lost, I had to start like all over again. And I was at the top. She was like one of the top mortgage originators or something like that. And now after being sick and losing everything, she had to start like it was her first day at work. And she did. Wow. And she did. And she's built a fairly successful, you know, it was just great stories. And I have to tell you, I left totally inspired. And, of course, then there were people who want to be like me, and I was glad to help. But I, I really sometimes think, and I say this to people who are always complaining, sometimes you should listen to some other people and stuff they had to go through, and then you'll feel blessed. Mm-hmm. So it was really good. I saw you on the Internet. You had a, a Citizens Bank had a... Yeah, we did. A we did a uh, we we did a run, a charity event. It was called the uh, Markham uh, Corporate Challenge, and basically, um, it just go all the proceeds go to charities and you know fundraisers to help um, people in need. So it was. It was Where a great did you comment. come in, Ace? Where did you come? Where did in? I come in? Yeah. <laughs> you did. Uh, it? I, I barely made it, uh, Stephen. You know, I'm not, I'm not I'm not much of a runner, but I did it and I finished. So. <laughs> I think he's being modest. Well, you? look, whether you're with with Douglas Elman, whether you're a family, whether you're with Citizens Bank and those Ace or Jerry, less success alone is tough. Yes. Okay, you need people around you, and you need to build a great team. And if you're a single person, you need to build a support team. And so I, I kind of think it's all about that. And as I told you about the show, and I make 
these people are on the show because I connect with them. I think they're the very best in the business. And we make a great team. In August, it's summer's last stand. I'm so sad about that. But August, this year is different. Guess what? I think we have a break. We have five Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays instead of four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So guess what? It's kind of like we have an extra little time to be summer. Yeah. yeah. All right. I will, as soon as the break is over, I'll tell you what happened in history on this date. We'll be right back. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. And remember, if you don't call us, which we would be very sad if you don't, but you could always get us at radio show at element.com. By the way, Jerry, this is for you on August 4th in history. Louis Vuitton was born in 1821. Oh, not my dog, Louis Vuitton. You mean the, the real Louis Vuitton? Well, I have a both. dog named Louis Vuitton. Well, <laughs> wouldn't you think that you like Louis Vuitton if you named your dog after him? We love Louis Vuitton. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> you love Louis Vuitton, your dog, but you also love Louis from, uh, because yeah. you normally don't name yeah, you an animal. Yeah. Something that you don't like. Did you ever no. try to name something and then you say, "Oh, I, I knew somebody with that name and I hated them," and then you can't name the person that? So no, I you think, can't. Yeah, you can't. okay. I so that's that Louis Vuitton. And you he, love walking through Louis Vuitton store. Oh. I mean, it's just oh, everything's so beautiful. Expensive, he did beautiful. He left with his luggage, by the way, on February twenty seventh, eighteen ninety two, at seventy. What do you mean he left with his luggage? Well, <laughs> they buried him make with his sure luggage. to take some of it uh, with him because you okay. don't know if you're going to need it or not. It depends uh-huh. on where you're going. Uh-huh. Mm. Okay. Okay. Depends on where you believe you go. <laughs> Anyhow, on this day, August 4th, 1977, President Jimmy Carter signed a measure establishing the Department of Energy, which is now being rehauled by the Trump administration. If your birthday is today, you're a Leo the Lion. You share it with Meghan Markle who turned 36 today. And, of course, she just married Prince Harry, and she's the Duchess of Sussex. Yeah. I think she's so Duchess pretty. She's a tongue twister. Yeah, she's very yeah, yeah. So is she kinda... older than him, then? She's 36? Yes, she's definitely older than him. Married oh. an older woman. woman. Oh. Okay. Mm. Yeah. What the heck? Cherry. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I, you know, I, there was a, an article I read. It was an Inman. I think it was last week. And it says, is this a good time to buy or sell? And economists say no need for fear rate hike. And I've been reading a lot of articles. I'm always reading. And I would bore you if I read 10 to 15 different articles. They all say something different about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Everything's down. Things are down because interest rates are going up. Well, this is from The Economist. And they say... Uh, but while some people might be concerned about rising mortgage rates, the housing market will be able to handle a 30-year fixed mortgage rate of 5%, something that's predicted to take place. Um, if a 30-year fixed mortgage rate increases to 5%, which most economists agree is likely to happen by early 2019, the impact on the market potential would be modest, and short-term rate hikes matter little to the housing market and that higher inflation expectations have greater impact. Now, as I said, if you 
keep up with all that I, I read, God, you might as well kill yourself, okay, because I'm going to read you something else. Okay, now this is from The Economist uh, about saying that, which I think 5% is not going to kill anybody. But if you read, now this came from CNBC, so they have a different floor. They say that since mortgage applications have fell by the week. Now, obviously, when you're looking at numbers, if you compare last year this week to last year to this year this week, I don't think that's a good, you know, I mean, it doesn't mean anything till the end of the year. Uh, they say the weakness was driven entirely by lack of buyers. Total volume was 12% lower than the same week last year. So you're going to tell me that these people know that the numbers, there was less people that signed up for a mortgage because of the rising interest rates. They don't. It's just their assumption. And remember something. When you're reading anything, it is an assumption that somebody's making. Okay? Uh, Now, I'm going to tell you firsthand that first-time buyers are entering the market despite tight inventories and interest rates that are really still low, in my opinion. Ace, can you uh, speak on that? I mean, you're doing mortgages, so did they stop? No, not at all, Dottie. I mean, I think the traffic has been more robust than ever in terms of first home-time buyers coming to the marketplace. So you see a lot of millennials now getting pre-approvals, and the traffic is its unbelievable this summer. So there's still unbelievable traffic. Um, folks coming in at entry level um, prices, and there's a lot of deals. And and, and, to, and believe it or not, Dottie, the million and, and lower market, it's it's bidding wars, right? You you have like twenty twenty five people coming to the open house, so. Yeah, well, you can read a lot of articles that say the opposite. So I'm just telling everyone, so yeah. you can believe who you want, but you want <laughs> to know that we we are. You know, we're right in the line. We're not taking numbers and looking at them when yeah. we look at numbers, but we, we're, it's what we're experiencing personally. Exactly. Home price and listings are lean, and uh, inventory is still lower than a year ago. Uh, and home prices continue to rise at more than twice the rate of income growth. And that's kind of, how can I put it? That's the part. I mean, look, it's all about money, home ownership. With millennials, and Ace can speak on that. I'm not a millennial, but they want to buy. It's in their DNA, okay? They want to own. Uh, obviously, it's getting a mortgage. Obviously, it's saving a down payment. And now we're and and the mortgage companies are becoming very creative on how to help finance these without putting us in the situation that we had with the last recession. So, uh, I think. You're, now, it's tight, and what's well, the sales are slower because there's no inventory, so there's less sales. If they had more product, mm-hmm. I believe, and again, I believe that sales would be higher. That's 866-970-9622. I'd love to hear what you think. Now, there was another, this is, I'm just giving it to you the way it is. This was in, I don't know what magazine, Home prices are falling in one of America's richest suburbs. And they're talking about Westchester County, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And they're, ta- they're saying that Westchester, uh, which has the nation's highest property taxes, annual bills of 35000 and 50000 are more, uh, more than, they're, pro- they're not uncommon. And because of the $10,000 tax limit, now you can only deduct up to $10,000. They're 
saying that that's why they're not they're not selling as much now I can tell you, we do the market reports on all of these areas, and we have offices in all of these areas. Long Island has high taxes, too, and they're booming. <laughs> or they're doing well. Uh, I think Connecticut was the slowest uh, moving person, I, a state. Uh, but, there, but, but again, some of it could be because of the tax exemption. I, I don't think I or anybody really knows what, that, what impact that's going to have on people. Do you have any, I wonder, you know, do you have any ideas on that, on home ownership? Jerry, do you talk to clients about it ever? About the, or, the, about the taxes? Impact? Yeah. Because though, maybe yeah. you want to tell everybody, just so you know, you're in, in certain states. This is just in, you know, certain states. Right. You know, the tax reform in 2018 reduced the overall uh, deductibility of state and local taxes. Heard a lot about it, you know, because I happen to be down in, Miami right at the beginning of the year, and we heard a lot about it that, you know, oh, everybody was going to move to Miami, people were going to relocate right. for tax reasons, and, uh, and of course, the Miami real estate market was very happy about that. I've seen very little of it as it, as it uh, filtered out, because I think what people realized when they started studying it more, the CPA started studying it more, was the removal of the alternative minimum tax offset it. So without you know everyone's eyes glazing over in, in a twenty minute talk about taxes, I think there that the accountant said, well you know, but the offset um, wasn't you know made it not as bad as people originally thought, and and I certainly haven't seen anybody who exclusively decided to relocate to Florida or out of New York State just because of that. I haven't either. Even though the NAR survey says, and the, the National Association of Realtors says that a foreign buyer activity is mostly limited to three states, as Florida as number one. California and then Texas. Uh, I know a lot goes on in Texas. I mean, that state's really starting to boom. That's foreign money. Um, well, that's what they're yeah. saying. They're talking about foreign money uh, that's going to those uh, states. By the way, there's a crackdown on dirty money in Miami. I, this is we've already changed this, I believe, Jerry. But in, in uh, I guess Gus Rubio, Marco Rubio, is is seeking to take a. Or we have a CFO with the name Gus Rubio. Okay. He is uh, seeking to take a Treasury Department crackdown on, on money in luxury real estate. And what he's trying to do is not allow people to have those, um, you know, put it on the corporations or shell companies. So, so just kind of remove it completely. Right now we have to report the underlying individuals. So, you know, I, I don't think removing it completely is the answer. That's what he's doing in Miami. He's making them, all the shell companies are going to have to say where the money actually comes from. Yeah, we have to do it now. They are here, yes. his state. I think we have a break coming up, guys. We do. This Thank you. Music. Yeah, yes. I, like, I like this music. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back after our commercial break. 866-970-9622. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back. You're listening to I on Real Estate. I'm here with Ace, our financial expert, Jerry, our legal expert, me, I guess, a little bit of everything, a real estate expert. And we're talking uh, 
about real estate. If you have any questions, make sure to call us, 866-970-9622. By the way, the highest set, um, penthouse on Fifth Avenue hit the market with a price of $24 million. And uh, that's at 277 Fifth, the tallest residential building on the famed avenue. And, you know, Fifth Avenue is Fifth Avenue. And it's about 4,500 square feet and four bedrooms. And they're asking $24 million. And for $24 million, depending on where in the country you are, you can sometimes buy God knows. However, beating New York, now listen to this, guys. Beverly Hills, and only in Beverly Hills, they're selling something, the most expensive home ever. Ever. That is selling for $1 billion and has no house. <laughs> oh, okay? well, what a deal. Now, know. Jerry, I want you to consider this, all right? Okay, well, tell me about because, it. Because, listen, Sell you could be a first. Yeah. It's listed for a mere $1 billion, which might sound high. That's with a B. No, when you with, with a B. It might sound high when you first hear it, but when but. you really see what you're getting, even though you're not getting a house, mm -hmm. is value there? You no? are getting the mountain of Beverly Hills, well, <laughs> the I most mean. expensive property in the history of Los Angeles, if not the world. And the mm -hmm. mountain, Jerry, is mm -hmm. 157 acres, nearly twice the size of Disneyland. So it's really a deal. You're telling me this is a deal. Yes, the nearest neighbor, Jerry. If you don't like people or you don't uh, like some neighbors or some of you that complained about your neighbors, mm -hmm. the nearest neighbor is a mile away. I love so that. So don't worry about bad neighbors. <laughs> I don't need to get to know them. Okay. <laughs> you don't. I don't even need it to It has to The mountain includes 17 football field-sized parcels of land ranging from 2.7 to 12.2 acres and is all zoned and ready for residential building. You oh, can build mountain houses, Jerry. Yeah. Okay. Or I can put a trailer park in there. And there's plants and there's trees mm -hmm. and you can sell them. All right. So I just think that, listen, how many times does a mountain go for sale? Not many. Not many. So Certainly don't look at that price dollars. tag. You know, the guy that bought Rock Island, <laughs> they've made fun of him and he's sitting pretty Rat now. Island. Rat. Rat. Rock. Rat. Well, we'll have to, you know, I know he was, <laughs> the last time we spoke to him, he was trying to change the name. I wonder if he had any luck. I hope so. Anyhow, uh, I don't know. Those of you who grew up with this, and this is kind of a question I always ask, the Brady Bunch house is for sale. Remember the Brady I, Bunch? I thought that was just a set. I thought that was just a set. Oh, you mean no. the outside? Uh, the Brady the Bunch house landed on the market last mm -hmm. week for the first time due to the famous connection to Douglas Elfman. We listed that. Uh, by, and uh, it's a lot of interest. And it's a three-bedroom, three-bath house in Studio City, California. And it was used for the exterior. You're right, Jerry. Shots. In the, and I guess it was the Brady's in the 70s, yes. It and it's 70s. available for not Here's only 1.8. Of a man named Brady. Let me sing the whole thing. Right. Right. Yeah. I love that song. It's catchy. I know. I used to love that show. Now, oh, here's God, the question. Yeah. And we have Does some Ace questions. But here's about? the question. Of no, Ace. Okay. He knows who the I Brady used to watch Marsha Brady. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yeah. Well, this leads to the initial question, and this is: after people have a first look, with the sentimental value of the iconic TV home get someone to spend that money, or will a developer snap it up and 
knock it down. down. Yeah. (laughs) And then people ask me the same question when, you know, for example, if you have a development in New York City or anywhere for that matter, and a movie star, some famous actress or actor buys an apartment there, they hear, oh, so-and-so bought an apartment there. Does that increase value? Does the being the Brady Bunch's home where they did the shots, does that increase value? And is someone going to just say, listen, I love the Brady Bunch. And I have the money to buy the house. So what do you think? I don't know. I don't think think so. I think it's perceived value, right? So I think if the buyer is a huge Brady Bunch fan, I think it's nostalgic, you know? That's what I think. I think certain things. Maybe, maybe. If if I was not a a big Brady, I mean, I liked it, but I wasn't. But those six kids shared one bathroom, though. That was ridiculous. Well, everyone did that. Yeah. Most most houses had one bathroom. I know. We had one shower when I was growing up. It was ridiculous. You know, yeah. bragging rights are good for life. Your house belongs to Bob Hope or something. But uh, the Brady Bunch, even though we all loved it, I don't think it adds a lot of value in provenance. I don't. Who think knows? Well done. Mm-hmm. I Bob have a Hope, question though. from Bob I Hope. think Who's Marianne. Bob Hope. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Marianne. Wait, well, yeah, I have a question. I want to take it. Hey, Marianne. Hi, Marianne. What Hi. is your question? Good uh, morning, and sorry we got silly today, but we got a little silly. <laughs> That's okay. I listen to you whenever I listen, I used to listen to you on you know what my way to work, but I'm wor- not working now, so I can listen to you more. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, good. I, I yeah, I own a co-op and I'm thinking of selling it, but it needs some work. It's not so bad where you can't live in it while you're doing it, and it's in a very nice section of Northeast Queens. It's a two bedroom, and uh, you got one large bedroom and one small bedroom, and I was thinking, what is the uh, average price that it's going for a two bedroom co op that needs work. Well, for, hard yeah, to say, I, right? I, it's hard to say if I don't know. I have to look at. I mean, I could if you if you email me uh, the exact information. I could probably I could look up and tell you because let me tell you how we establish price because anybody can tell you any number they want. And what what I look at is what. Could somebody who's looking for, you said two bedrooms, a two-bedroom co-op in your building or in a very similar building that's very close, uh, what would that go for? And then you have to look at your competition. So you have to look, Marianne, at how many, you know, are there a lot of other people selling in the building? Because what no. if there are, if there are, then obviously this a buyer can go see many and then it depends on then you know depends on how your stacks up to it and then price. Um, so uh, I so I'd have to look at the building specifically and see what's for sale in the building, what's sold okay. in the building, and you know you could find that. I, I if you, it depends if you have a a good management company that manages or you're friendly with the guys that they probably know what's for sale, and you should if nothing else find out if anything's for sale in the building because. That's going to be your competition. Oh, now, okay. it, it might be a one-bedroom, so in that sense, you know, you have a two. It's going to be priced differently. But that's really important to look at because a buyer is going to go, if they're looking for a two-bedroom and yours is the only one in that building and they like your building, then you're, you probably, you know, are better off than if there's a lot. And I'd have to see that. Um, okay. I see, I, yeah, well, I know there's, uh, there, there are about five blocks away it runs the uh, um it runs about five blocks 
uh, the co-op. And down mm-hmm. the block, they're running for over 225 but they're all beautiful. They're all fixed up and everything. 225 and isn't. Somebody wants... No. Is yours um, fixed somebody up? Somebody wants to... It would need fixing up. I'm being perfectly honest. So maybe I, maybe I was thinking of two ten, and then be able to uh, come down a little. I don't want to well, give it know, away because it, Dottie, it's, it's, it's in a it's in a very good area where it's close to everything. Transportation, mm-hmm. shops. You can walk to go shopping for your food. Dottie can and probably uh, have one of uh, the agents who's familiar with your area do uh, an analysis. Oh, okay. You, you know. Yeah, I can. Do oh, that okay. For you. But and I can tell you what what's it, what you can do for it. And let me say this to you: if if something are you the ones that you said are are done to the nines that are down the block, are they um, brand new? Is that why you think they're done to the no, nines? No, no. This is no. This co-op has been here for a while. Yeah, you okay, know. And is the co-op over half even, a century? How is the co-op as far as getting into? Are they? Uh, Strict because you have to look at that too. Are they very strict? Are they not as strict? I'd have to like investigate no. that. But let me say this. Oh yeah. I don't know if because I have a friend. I'll just give you a quick example. She has an apartment in the city. I went to see it and it is about eight hundred. It's a beautiful condition. She really never uses it. She lives on Long Island, and uh, it's a co-op. They have parking if you want to pay extra in the building. I love it. But the co-op board is tough, so I think maybe that property is worth like in the fives, five fifty, five hundred. But when I looked at the co-op and they want so much cash, they want a lot for a person that mm-hmm. is going to spend five hundred. Oh, this is a city co-op, so it would be yeah. good to find out if you can find out anything about um, what Financial they require. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You, you All can right. tell them, Marion. You can tell them. I'm thinking. Don't say you're doing it. Just say, I'm thinking of maybe selling my my apartment. Uh, would you be able to give me any information on any of the co-op rules? Because you probably forgot them. And as far as re- yeah. renovating, I don't know that I would renovate a whole apartment now. I mean, I, I, I don't know that I'd do that. But I might, you know, clean it. I would probably maybe paint it. A fresh coat of paint always brings you a lot more money, just a fresh coat of paint, and maybe just unclutter some of the stuff that you've collected over the years. Clean uh, the windows. Yeah, stuff like that. But would I totally renovate oh. something? No. But if you oh, leave your okay. phone number with the producer, maybe Dottie can have one of the agents reach out and help you with an analysis of what's, you know, yes. of what it might be worth. Just leave your information with the producer. Oh, all right. Okay. okay Mary? Thank Thanks, Marianne. Okay. Let us know. Have a great weekend. Yeah, I mean, really, uh, you know, you have to kind of look at your competition. And yeah. I don't have time for I have a lot of questions that you guys have emailed me. But I think that we have a guest coming on, Iona Harrison. So she'll be on and uh, right after the, the news. And she's uh, well, she's the she's been a realtor since 1976. And she testified on, in Congress on the NAR's behalf. And uh, she's going to talk a little about taxation and the government flood insurance, which I think is unclear to all of us. I will, a, it's so complicated, this it's, flood it's, drug it's so, Well, that's why it's hard to really even address it. We're yeah. going to talk later on the show. I'm going to do some questions. And uh, we're going to talk about some stupid moves in, in, in negotiating that people make. But I have, I don't know, I have enough for four minutes. Okay. Yeah. Here's Dear Dottie. My neighbors across the street have been trying to sell their house for over two years. 
The sign oh. in the front of their house changes every six months to a different broker's name. <laughs> what do you think is happening? I'll tell you right now what I think is happening. Uh, it's know. overpriced. Yeah. They can't get their price. So instead of looking at the real problem, they make it the broker's problem. They cheat by trying another broker or thinking that this other broker's. Now, right. I tell you, if you leave it on the market long enough, it's two years now. If they leave it on the market, eventually it'll catch up with its price. But, you, you used to call uh, it the five-year plan, right? That yeah. they're on the five-year The five-year plan. plan. <laughs> that's from Molly and Massapequa. That's why that's happening, Molly. I would have. Without seeing it, I'd pretty put my money on that one. Yeah. I have Frederick from Westchester, and he said, I interviewed several brokers on all of them, and all of them talked about comps. But when they sent me some listings, it seemed like it was only their opinion. Houses that sold didn't look like mine or were smaller or different. Why use comps? And that's a good question, mm-hmm. uh, Frederick. I'm assuming, and I can't know because I, I didn't see this, but I'm assuming they didn't have anything exactly like your property. Because I'm assuming that if they did, I mean, houses, this is not the city where the apartments are basically the same. A lot of them, it's just that they're decorated differently. Yeah, it's a so, lot easier in the city with comps, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm sure, so they showed you. So what I would tell you is they're probably showing you what's closest in your area. And even though it's not exactly like your home, uh, where they were smaller. Now, what you should do is ask them to take you there. Go see what your competition is, because that's mm-hmm. really what it's about. Now, when you look at them, you might not think they're competition. But you, as a consumer, before you put your home on the market, or look when you see open houses that are in your area, go take a look. No one stops you. And you can even tell if the homeowner's there, which they shouldn't be. But if they're there, you can say, look, I'm thinking of selling my house. I want to get a feel for things. And that's how you will determine. I mean, the brokers can give you their opinion. But remember this. Price is not a science. It's an opinion of value. And when somebody gives you comps or an appraiser does an appraisal, it is an opinion of value. There is no science to it. And because... Residential sales sometimes can be very emotional. Somebody might like something or it might be that you're a block away from somebody's mother who they love and want to be close to or maybe uh, there's some features. So what I would say is they're probably doing the best and you can ask them yourself, gee, were there any comps like my house and why did you use these comps and let them explain it to you. And then what I would do, I'd go see them. Go see what your competition is. This way your broker's telling you something. Mm-hmm. But you in your own heart then know. And then step away from your home and say, if I were a buyer mm-hmm. and I could spend this amount of money and my house was one of them, which one Who would, would you I choose? Yeah. choose? That's a really good advice. It really is. People don't do that enough. They don't. And they should. I think mm-hmm. we have to break for 11 o'clock news and we'll be back with Iona Harrison. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.